0: You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm Kate Pierce, NYSEC's Multimedia Specialist. We're joined today by Rhea Hayes, Executive Director at the Museum of Wayne County History, to talk about the museum's new Remember Our Ladies exhibit that highlights notable women from Wayne County. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation
1: today. Oh my goodness, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk.
0: Great. So to start us off, can you give us an introduction to Wayne County in general? Where are you located in the state and what would you like our listeners today to know about your community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Wayne County is nestled between Lake Ontario and the New York State Thruway. We're right off the Thruway, you get on Route 14, you just keep going. Um, We're at the intersection of 14 and 31 and Lyons as the county seat is located pretty much smack dab in the middle between Rochester and Syracuse. So we're in this like really cozy little middle ground type place. Um, The museum of Wayne County history is right in Lyons as well, right off route 14. And um, as far as Lyons, Wayne County in general, um, Lyons specifically, we're all along the Erie Canal. So we got this like beautiful little canal trail that goes through the county. It's absolutely gorgeous Um, and a wonderful walk. Um, And then Lyons itself is actually uh, known as the peppermint capital of the world, or at least it had that title back in the mid 1800s because uh, Hiram Hotchkiss uh, was really big with the production of peppermint oil. So that's like a super fun history. Um, And then Uh, A little fun nugget of information is that the Museum of Wayne County History, where I am right now, is the former Wayne County Jail and Sheriff's residence uh, that was in use for over 100 years, starting back in 1856. So this building is very old, and we still have all of the original cell blocks, too, which is crazy, creepy, wonderful.
0: Must be a very fun place to work, a fun working environment. Listen, that is the truth. Had a
1: pretty historic anniversary yesterday as uh, March 23rd in 1860 was the day the one and only legal execution happened in Wayne County, and it actually happened right here in our north cell block. So we didn't have any haunted happenings yesterday, which is pretty surprising as that's not normal. (laughs) But uh. Yeah, just a lot of fun facts here. That is so cool. What
0: a rich history in one of our counties. I love, I'm such a big history buff, so I love hearing about all of that stuff.
1: Nice. Gotta come visit.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm, yeah. And so for our conversation today, I really wanted to talk about the new exhibit that you have. While I am definitely intrigued in the ghost stories, and maybe we'll get to that later on, if you're willing, Um, but seeing as it's the tail end of Women's History Month, um, and in celebration of that, we'd love to hear about the Remember Our Ladies exhibit. Who's featured in this exhibit, and what was some of the inspiration behind it?
1: Absolutely. So as far as the inspiration goes... You know, we closed down for three months in the winter. Obviously, one can assume it's pretty hard to heat a building this old. So (laughs) we take some time off in the winter and start of the new year, start of the new season, we start a new exhibit. And with COVID kind of shutting everything down the way that it did, the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment kind of got brushed under the rug a bit. Um celebrations were either canceled or moved virtually, and it just was really unfortunately overlooked. And so we wanted to take the opportunity once things started coming back in, and especially as an exhibit, we really wanted people to come in person to see. Um, for this year, we decided to pay homage to it. So um the name. If you didn't pick up is a nod to Abigail Adams letter to her husband back in 1776. Remember the ladies. Um, I wanted to kind of rework that very little, but and kind of obviously remember our ladies for the women of Wayne County. So when we wanted to celebrate the entire movement, which we do in the exhibit, Um, we talk about the timeline. We talk about, you know, how it started, who began it. Obviously, when it comes down to it, the big names that you hear about is Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stan. I mean, obviously. But what you don't often hear about is how much some of the women here in Wayne County also participated, even some men as well, made an impact. Unfortunately, back in the day, Wayne County as a whole didn't vote for women's suffrage. But a lot of the residents of the county We're fighting for it and we're in full favor of it. And we wanted to kind of highlight them and show the history of our county and its involvement. So once the gears were in motion, we were compiling some research. A lot of names came up. And these are a combination of women from the past, women who only recently passed, who in the previous generations still had made big impacts and then women who are currently here and still making an impact because we figure obviously these women who are holding such important roles now wouldn't be where they are today without their great-grandmothers great grandmothers like all of the women ahead of them doing the work and making that type of an impact so when it comes to our neck of the woods obviously right across the borderline Seneca Falls that's where you're going to get the majority of that information where it began, the hotbed of it starting. Over in our neck of the woods, we have some big names too. We have Mildred Taylor, who was Wayne County's first woman representative in the New York State Assembly. Um, We also have uh, Catherine Weichel. She was not only elected the first mayor of Clyde in the town of Galen, but she was also the first woman elected to head any village government in the state And the first female mayor is in our county. So like we're highlighting, I mean, we've got the major names too, Ann Hotchkiss of the Hotchkiss legacy. And there's women that are still alive today and doing really big things. So we just wanted to really just put them on the front page, you know, just make it known that there are so many big names that people probably don't even know about as far as past, present, future to be Um, and then personally my favorite part about the exhibit is it's actually interactive so um, we implemented due to a grant that we got that was wonderful um ipads so you're able to learn more about each individual person we have this precious portrait wall so you'll see a picture of somebody you can go on the ipad and kind of learn more about them matching the pictures beyond that We encourage people as they come in, there's empty space on the wall. And we're like, are we missing anybody? Do you know of somebody that we might not have included in this list that absolutely should be in this list? And we have a ballot box that was from our Mildred Taylor collection. So it's from her era. It's from her run. And people can write names on a little ballot, put it in the ballot box of who we should be looking into and throughout the evolution of this exhibit we'll be adding new names to it so i'm super excited i'm proud it's my first real exhibit here that i was able to put together in the director role and uh i'm just proud of my child
0: yeah that how fun and how exciting and i can say that as a new york resident and definitely as a woman that that connecting with the women's suffrage movement is so inspiring to me but to say that these women are from this community, from your community, from our community, it just has a different power to it that is just wonderful. So, and you had mentioned that it's your first exhibit. How long have you been with the museum?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually just mere days away from my one-year anniversary here.
0: Well, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really enjoying it. It's, I mean, it's been such a fun combination of learning about history, incorporating uh, well, as they, the board of directors says, I'm pulling them into the 21st century, um, some of them kicking and screaming, the other ones very excitedly, <laughs> But adding new things, new events, fundraisers, um, really just taking advantage of this really unique building, unique location, and unique history that there is stories to tell about
0: it's so cool so what are some of the other initiatives that you've worked on during your almost year with the museum
1: yeah absolutely so um I mean we had an exhibit last year that lasted the full year and it was on the 50s so that was made by the former director and we kind of, we got to have like little parties here and there for that. Um, my real big thing that I took and ran was Halloween because obviously. Obviously, obviously. in a county
0: jail, like what
1: What else are you going to do? Other than, in jail?
0: Okay. Now it's time for some of those ghost stories. If you don't mind.
1: <laughs> no, of course I don't mind. I love it. So like I said, we have the old cell blocks that were in use from 1856 to 1960 and It's really cool too, because they have original inmate artwork on the wall. One of the cells doesn't have a bathroom, so they have the buckets. Um, And they are so small, so small. I believe it's three by seven, something like very small. Um, And it's just so creepy. We have um, a lot of them open too. So you can just walk right in and kind of see, you can put your hands, touch both walls Um, and see how really small the space is. But, um, it has been a pretty firm thing that a lot of people refuse to be in here at night. Mm -hmm. Um, it's obviously very eerie to begin with, but, um, I have personally experienced, I mean, cold chills, which old building you can justify that there was uh, one time I'm sitting here at my desk and there's a curtain right in front of me in our doorway and um keeps the heat in keeps the cool in, whatever and um at one point i just saw poking at the curtain when there was nobody here to cause it um i've been out here putting something away and heard sweeping upstairs and that doesn't bother me because i'm like hey they're cleaning so like hey if you're gonna be here you might as well help out that's awesome right (laughs) um and also we have i uh sensor, a door uh, dinger that goes off when people come in or whatever. And there was one time that I was decorating for our Halloween, like haunted house situation. And I was standing there and I had witnesses helping too. And door was closed, door was locked, but the sound sensor kept going off and going off and going off. And it is there are situations where it can be faulty, but not to that extent, <laughs> just kept going. So there's little things here and there that have happened and continue to happen. And we've, uh, we have paranormal investigations here pretty regularly, which is just so cool. We have ones on Saturday. Are those like based out of your community or folks
0: coming in specifically and to come? Oh, so it's a fun tourist attraction too and a fun like you can watch on youtube paranormal investigators at the wayne county former
1: wayne county jail you can that's yeah. so cool there are some videos out there for sure it's so neat um i've even like powwowed with some of them after their investigation and seen the evidence uh one of my absolute favorites that i will forever talk about is when i was with a group Down in our downstairs, we have a kitchen, which is like where the sheriff's wife used to make meals for the inmates when this was a jail. And um, I was giving kind of like a tour to the investigators while they were doing the investigation just to kind of see if anything gets stirred up by the movement. And I'm literally saying in a sentence about how the sheriff's wife would make meals in the kitchen and bring it upstairs to the inmates. And at the tail end of my sentence, you hear a little kid say, mom. Clear as day. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, either I'm talking about his mom or I am mom. I'm fine to be mom. I think that's wonderful. I will be the mother to these ghost children.
0: (laughs) the ghost children. (laughs) There you go. Multi-talented executive director of the Wayne County History Museum. And also mom to some ghost children.
1: And also mom.
0: I'm cool with that. Women do it all, right? Exactly. Why not? (laughs) That is so fun. That is so great. Like, what a cool place to work and what a great place to preserve county history then because then you've oh got gosh, yeah. it, I feel like there's some misconception sometimes about um local historical societies and local history museums of being like this clunky old dusty records management kind of places um and it what really struck me is when you were talking about your board of directors being pulled into the 21st century like how you find this balance of preserving history and also making it more accessible and more engaging And it's that's so fascinating. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the importance of preserving local history, for example, from the county perspective, and also just local history and how you make that accessible in today's world.
1: Well, and I can't even completely take credit for the start of this answer because um, our museum manager gave me this idea. But the quote, those do not learn from history will be doomed to repeat it. And I mean, we've seen in our lifetime, our lifetimes, the lifetimes before us, what's happening currently. I mean, there's so much out there. And so being able to really like go somewhere, see what has happened, see what's been accomplished, see how things have been done, things that have made impacts that have lasted generations it's so important. And even a building like this, we have our historical artifacts. We have stories to tell. We have all of these things here inside a piece of history. So it's, I mean, nothing is more important to us than trying to save things because we're working in it. We're living in it. And I mean, it's, it's crucial.
0: Yeah. So for you, have you lived in Wayne County uh, for a long time or did you move to the area to work for the museum? What's How did you uh, end up in your role here?
1: Yeah, I mean, bit of both. Um, born and raised here in Lyons. Um, and my father was also born and raised here and his family was here. I mean, I don't even personally, I don't know how far back it goes, but we've been here. <laughs> have some roots. And um, so i lived here i visited this museum it's been a, it's been around a while um and i visited this place as a kid and in high school um and i mean they've always had some cool things for halloween which as you can tell is right up my aisle so i uh have been here a little bit and so i went off went to college got a degree in the broadcasting media marketing realm Um, had a couple year stint in New York city doing production work. And then, I mean, COVID kind of reset everybody into new gears and everything. And I am no exception to that and, um, found my way into this role because I was, I mean, again, I have the roots here, which is already pretty awesome and pretty telling. And I know a lot of the history and stories through, being here and my dad talking my ear off but um just having those connections I was actually recommended into the to apply for this role and uh I'm just really thankful I got it cuz I've gotten to do a lot of really really cool things I've gotten to learn more than I thought I ever would who needs education when you're getting it in person yeah and what a great
0: way to connect with your community you know to grow up there going to this museum and now having this role there that is just so special and being able to give back to your community and say okay here I am Uh, I know you I am you and we're gonna learn this
1: together that's just so so great it's really neat and honestly it's getting it's it's given me an opportunity to meet more community members than I had previously like growing up I was always involved in like theater and there was um vocal productions here. And I was a little theater kid when I was in high school, but being involved in all of these things, I met a lot of members of the community, people in my school, superiors, whatnot, but there's obviously so many more people than that. And being here and getting involved here has given me the opportunity. Typically it's like, oh yeah, you're Javase's daughter and people know me buy that but I don't know them and I'm meeting all these people it's it's really cool um and I think my favorite part of it ultimately is throughout this year that I've been here and doing different things I've like kind of changed the game in a couple of ways of course I mean why I was brought on was to give new perspectives to different things and getting the feedback like hearing what people have to say about it I mean good bad and everything in between I it's primarily pretty awesome but it's my favorite part getting that feedback truly
0: right because you can put all this work into putting forward an initiative an exhibit or a program or something like that but really knowing that it had an impact, that's the power behind it, right? And you can extrapolate that to a lot of county programs. There's a lot of services and things that counties provide that until you hear from your residents about, oh, wow, this is a really great program or this is a really great service or that, you know, I'm glad that you're here for me, that it really really does get to you. So that's So fun. And we love to hear it here at NYSAC too, of course, with what we do. So feedback is just so heartwarming.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
0: And so what are some of the things that you have coming up soon? I do want to touch on a very exciting upcoming anniversary in that Wayne County is coming up on its bicentennial year. So I read that you were founded on April 11th, 1823. So A little year and a little bit from now, you'll be having the big celebrations, I uh, I guess. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about what you have planned?
1: Absolutely. So um, this has been highly anticipated by so many people for quite some time now, obviously. And so pretty early on, we actually, the county members that are super excited about it came together, formed a bicentennial committee. And these are the people that have really been spearheading getting ready for all of this stuff and doing all of these things. And um, right now, the committee is led by uh, a man named Gene Bavis, who's local, as well as a woman named Rosa Fox. And they've been doing all of the work, loud and proud, doing all of this insane outreach. Personally, I don't feel like they sleep, but that is not here nor there. They're doing (laughs) everything. So at this point, there are about two dozen volunteers on this bicentennial committee, and they're all doing everything across that whole spectrum of things to do and get ready for to get the word out, get things planned, make sure everything is taken care of to the nth degree, really. Um, They, let's see, they've been, like I said, outreach, there's brochures, Libraries, historical societies, I mean, beyond that, you can't really drive through any part of this county without seeing the bicentennial logo, like everywhere. Um, Beyond that, they came up with this two-year calendar and it's been, um, they've been using it to obviously promote the bicentennial, but also raise money, raise awareness. And honestly, so it's two-year calendar, on 2022 and 2023 every single day in that calendar is talking about a piece of history every single day so it's honestly more like a collectible than an actual calendar yes Wayne County history um but yeah it's it's really neat um they also came out with a children's activity book um which is the cutest thing and it's being made free to uh, Wayne County schools. They're able to access it completely free. We have it in our gift shop free. It's really neat. What a great tool also to
0: connect with the youth in your county.
1: I know it's so cute. Honestly, like not even just that, I kind of want to take it home and do it myself. Like it's just really cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they, I mean, the events list is crazy, still growing. Obviously we're going to have that big Celebration, but the whole year there's stuff going on. There's a bicentennial gala that they're planning for the spring. They're actually just getting those details locked in place right now, which is awesome. Um, There's a torch relay planned. I don't know, but I (laughs) want to (laughs) go. But the coolest thing is, as far as I'm aware, most of these events are not going to be of charge and they're using fundraising money, grant money, everything is pulled together and they just really want to put on this big celebration. And that's great that makes
0: it the most accessible to the whole entire community right when you can invite everybody to all these events it's so wonderful How fun and what a great event to celebrate in general is a bicentennial even just saying like that is just a fun word and it's a huge accomplishment right
1: mm-hmm. absolutely so,
0: and how many generations of wayne county citizens right have lived throughout those that
1: bicentennial absolutely it's so incredible um yeah and like i had said um not that long ago but their social media presence is crazy i feel like at this point and like for the rest of this year if you're searching wayne county they're probably going to be at the top of the google search list like and then you'll get the actual county pages below it but i will admit doing some research
0: for this podcast i did find their page so there we are
1: (laughs) I mean, they're doing the good work. They, like I said, I don't know if they sleep. They're constantly doing new things, improving, adding more, everything to get the word out. And it seems pretty successful if you ask me.
0: It's doing great. And not to brag or anything, but Wayne County used to be a piece of Albany County, so we used to technically be neighbors before you and I were ever even thought of. But it is such a great thing to hear about everything that you're doing to celebrate this great anniversary. Um, NYSAC's calendar this year, we tried to put in the specific dates that counties were founded, and so it'll be exciting for me to see in April, Wayne County, and know that next year, um, that you have all of these events going on. And yeah. I joke that we used to be sort of neighbors with Albany County, but I will definitely have to make the trip out to come see <laughs> the museum yeah. because what could be cooler than seeing like just local history in like brought to life?
1: It's very, very fun. And we're looking this year actually to kind of increase the events and fundraisers aspect around here. So utilizing our women's exhibit the obvious old jail stuff um and finding new ways to bring it to life whether it's through like digital technology or digital displays interactive things um even events we're talking about one right now where we can um have people visitors come through and walk around and we'll have like folks dressed up as like actors from the various things like have somebody coming in as Elizabeth Cady Stanton to be in the room with the women's exhibit, stuff like that. And like a, somebody as an old sheriff and then an old inmate, stuff like that. It's lots of ideas on the table. Uh, so hopefully we're really trying to give people a reason, like we have members here that are so wonderful, so generous, and we're so happy to have them, um them and passerbys alike. Um, a reason that they're like, They don't come here, see it. And then they've seen it. Like we want to bring people back in, Mm -hmm. give them a reason to revisit, see, or experience something they haven't done before. So that's one of our main goals. That's really kickstarting this year, which is really exciting. I mean, the past two years have been strange at best. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're trying to revamp all of these efforts and see where it takes us.
0: So great. And you can focus on so many different aspects of the county's history, too, that, like, throughout the years. I mean, What a great way to start with women, um, <laughs> with Women's History Month, right? Um, and I also wanted to just touch back. Um, you were talking about how great it is to get feedback on the museum and on your initiatives. Have you gotten any feedback on the Remember Our Ladies exhibit so far?
1: yeah so we actually opened it to members before we opened it to the public and so we had this like precious little event and it was showcasing not only the exhibit but also we had just integrated the ipads into so people were really able to come in and get this new experience which was really fun um but it has been wonderful we've actually had a few suggestions in our ballot box already um so those are going to be added and it's just been really fascinating getting to talk to people. And like, I saw on several occasions that night at the little party that we had, um, people would be talking about either one aspect or a person on the wall, anything like that. And it would kind of spiral into a whole conversation, either about that person or something, someone that the other person knows or this and and it really just snowball into really wonderful conversations that I was absolutely eavesdropping on. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been really great. We've gotten a lot of really wonderful feedback from community members and people who have come and visited the museum since. It's wonderful.
0: Well, and as we're coming to the end of our conversation today, I just wanted to see if there's anything else that you'd like to discuss. Um possibly ghost stories, possibly um about the importance of local history and the initiatives that you have coming up or any just advice that you would have to engage, um, you know, county historians and county historical societies with your communities? That's a lot of possibilities.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of questions there. It's really loaded. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to start off with this because it's it's wrong if I don't, but we have to pay complete gratitude and just shout out to Uh, the county board, because I mean, we wouldn't be here without them. They are so supportive of our efforts, keeping the history alive, keeping this place still breathing. So huge, thankful, huge amount of gratitude towards them. Um, We've also had the support of our wonderful donors that have sent us grant money and donations local businesses and businesses beyond that have also supported us. We have, um, our own membership community, which is ever growing and so wonderful. Um, that's how we thrive. Like that is how we continue to grow and connecting with members. I mean, we have people coming in various points. It's pretty frequent, but not enough to say like every week, every, whatever. Um, We have people come in and submit donations. They go, I was cleaning out my attic and I found this. And we're like, oh my God, this is so neat. Like just stuff like that. We don't, we aren't full of just dusty boxes and random stuff. Like we have a lot of artifacts here and they've all been donated from people who have roots here. And I think one of my favorite things at the moment is the fact that in our Remember Our Ladies exhibit, we have a dress on display that was actually worn by Lizette Hotchkiss who was one of the most important, if not the most important person in lions during that movement, um, getting lions involved and getting the women in the County in lions involved. It was really special. And we have that on display because that was donated to us and it's her dress. So it's just really special. And we're always, always trying to find new ways to preserve things. Um, hopefully looking into uh, digitizing some stuff too and making them accessible online or at least available to store better online. Um, although I don't I don't know what this whole cloud business, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and my thing in this seat now is getting more involvement, getting more word out there, utilizing our website and Google and social media, um, Creating more events that get people either coming out here or at least getting more active in the community. Um, I think it's great. I think there is so much room, even that I am not taking advantage of quite yet, um, to really just expand what we already offer here and just make things better. I think that there is so much room for growth. It gets overwhelming but it's the good possible opportunities, <laughs> yeah.
0: right? That the yeah.
1: opportunities are endless. It's insane. You really don't see it until you're there and your to-do list is so long, like, you. Know, and then it kind of hits you that, Oh man. Yeah. Like I personally
0: would love to hear much more about the peppermint history of Wayne County. So that will be something that I'll do my own research on later. But that's something that's facilitated through the Historical Society and the museum. So and yes. genealogy research and just knowing where you come from, who was here before, and who's gonna be here after.
1: Yes. And with that also, I would definitely point you in the direction of our beautiful peppermint patty Alina. Um, she is in our Lions Heritage Society and they oversee the Hotchkiss Museum, which is the only other museum in Lions. And I mean, that's where it began. That's where the legacy begins and grows. And I mean, she lives and breathes that story. It's it's wonderful. She actually had started our annual summer celebration of Peppermint Days, which is just like a cute little like like a miniature county fair, like the town fair type thing. Um, But she's wonderful, so knowledgeable. The Heritage Society is so knowledgeable. I couldn't even sit here and pretend to give you as much as they could on our peppermint history. So I'd absolutely recommend hearing from them 1000%. So great.
0: So much history, so much. And thank you for sharing the portion of it with us, uh, our listeners today, as you've been able. It's fascinating. And I would definitely encourage our Listeners to take a look at the Museum of Wayne County History and their website, uh, WayneHistory dot org, if I've got that right, to learn more about the museum, maybe even plan a visit for yourself. Um, summer tourism's kicking off here in just a few months, I guess.
1: So, yeah, take a trip out to Wayne County, and if you're local, what's stopping you? So exactly, and we'll only partially lock you in a cell. I mean. <laughs> Only some of them close all the way. So you have like a 50-50 chance of getting stuck. So it's fine.
0: There you go. It's like uh, almost like an escape room. Like
1: Don't did you survive the Wayne
0: County? Oh, wheels turning. Don't get me started. Wheels turning. Okay, great. I uh, look forward to when we have you back on the podcast to talk about the success of the Wayne County escape room at the historic County Jail. Um <laughs>
1: I love it. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation today. And thank you for doing all the great work that you're doing to highlight the notable woman of Wayne County.
1: Truly my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to
1: date.